0: What I have here today is previous guests on my show with their tips and advice. But I want your tips and advice on theirs. Sure, let's do that. What are the things that you've learned over the years that you must do in order to build your brand? You've got a little taste of my team. Yeah. That's number one. We don't settle. If it takes us six months to find a person to work five hours, a part-timer, we will take six months. Hmm. We only hire the best. And if you're not the best, don't apply. (laughs) And if you're not willing to work to be the best, don't apply.
1: That's culture.
0: That's culture.
1: I think she was right. You know, it's your your employees and figuring out who you want to represent you. How do you build
0: brand beyond that? Because I think we hear that word a lot. Build your brand. Your brand's really important. Get your name out there. What the heck does build your brand mean for the average business owner out there?
1: I think, you know, you have to look at yourself as a, a media company these days. Right? Similar to what you're doing, Basil. People just need to get out there. It's not no longer just about products and services. You are the product. You are the service. You need to show who you are. Humanize yourself.
0: So a tip or, a, or an idea for business owners today that are now getting into the, I need to be on social media to raise awareness, mm-hmm. to build brand, to get more customers. What's the tip or strategy they should start with immediately to get going?
1: I think... Uh, Aesthetic is huge right now. It's always been huge.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Quality. Quality content. You know, don't just post a post. Uh, We see that a lot. Well, I need to let them know we still exist. So post anything.
0: Gary Vaynerchuk comes out and says, post a whole bunch of stuff. You have no idea what's going to stick. Throw it out all on there. Do it 75 times a day. He doesn't say that exactly, but he's saying put a lot of content out
1: there. He's got that drip content model, which I think is phenomenal. But it's um, for the everyday business owner. That's exhausting. And how can they run the financials, their operations, and social media? Uh, Gary, these models crazy, though, isn't it? Phenomenal. Like it's, The funnel?
0: The funnel's amazing. The amount of content that that team puts out, Like for me, it's like, holy cow. For my team, it's like, yeah, yeah, we can do this. We can yeah. do this. And they're calm, cool, and collective. I'm like, oh, shit. Now what do I do,
1: right? Like, it's like a pepper spray of just content galore, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And and I think it literally is Just just guess. Just put everything out there and something will work get your analytics and then repurpose that and tweak it a bit and then put it out again. And he just keeps on doing that again and again and again. And at some point something will work. And I, th- I think it's the people want to have a post. Some people want to have a post that gets viral. And that concept of becoming viral is top of mind. If everybody can just see this, they'll buy my product or service. It's not the viral. You can be viral for 30 seconds. That's your 30 seconds of fame. fame. But what about it's going to last you for the next 30 years? And that's where I think the, the consistent amount of information, content, you and I have similar viewpoints. Rarely will you see on your podcast, on your video show, on all the content you put out to buy your services.
1: So true. As with mine. Remember, you'll, in between the lines. Yeah.
0: You'll never see my team post something, buy from me. And it's not because I don't want them to buy from me. It's that I, this is the value I want to present to you. And if you see value, you'll stay connected and you'll know what I'll do. And then we can work and do business in the future. So you've seen a lot of businesses rise and
1: fall. Mm -hmm. You've interviewed a lot of people that have seen high highs and low lows. How do you recover from that? You know, then you got to step back and say life is short and just realize that we're all making mistakes. You know, through the pandemic, it exposed people uh, in their most vulnerable states. Mm -hmm. Pandemic taught us to slow down and realize, you know what? Holy smokes. Faisal's at home drinking orange juice. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. You know, we would have never seen that. Faisal has hair that's two feet tall. Yes. You should have seen all
0: the different hairdos right. I had during the pandemic. Still have a hair problem, but that's a different story. I think that's, that's a key piece that we let our true
1: selves show. So in business, why can't you show your true self of, hey, I'm learning through this. You know, we always think that we have to say, we got this, we know it all. Maybe putting that question out there. And I actually just did it yesterday to a lot of individuals, asking them in my DMs, what more would you want from this podcast? What do you enjoy about it? What do you not like about it? Again, it goes back to that A-B testing, mm-hmm. but realizing, am I in the right direction? Am I not? Am I straying away from a vision that's A, not theirs, mine, but would love to ha- bring them along the journey. And when you bring people along with you, uh, you definitely go far.
0: Isn't it a different feeling than when doing it alone?
1: That's a thing. Yeah, don't do things alone. All right, let's go to the next one.
0: If we can give some advice to those business owners who really don't know or could do a better job at running a business, give me three pieces of advice that you would give them.
1: One is lead by example, which I've learned in the army. I've been a staff sergeant for many years. You cannot ask anyone to do what you're not willing to do. Make yourself vulnerable. When I say make yourself vulnerable is you're not the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. So listen. Listen to people that work with you. and. If you're busy working your craft, every week have minimum of two hours, preferably twice two hours a week. No phone, no email. You just work on the company and not in the company.
0: In your experience with a bunch of companies that you've worked with, are you able to pinpoint who works on the business versus works in the business? Absolutely. What are some of the things that are tell signs for you that says this individual works in, not on the business?
1: I mean, just the way they operate, 30,000 feet. They're not afraid to get their hands dirty because they've built it. But they also know if I get caught up in the day-to-day mundane tasks, there's no way this is going to grow into the vision I want because there's only so many seconds, minutes, hours a day we have. You got to step back, got to realize what's the vision? What's my why? And kind of like what David said, be vulnerable. Understand uh, what, what people are willing to share with you. Uh, you know again oftentimes that ego when you're a new business owner and uh, early on in certain projects you think yeah I got this but you really don't.
0: Zach one thing that I I know about business owners and we'll we'll say generally speaking under a million dollars of revenue or less than 10 employees Mm -hmm. so that's the kind of business I'm talking about that demo of business owner has a hard time hiring people like you they don't find the value in spending money on hiring experts like you. What's their fear or concern? Because they're not working on the business if they don't hire people like you. They're working in the business. They can't be a videographer, an editor, posting on, on social media, doing all that work, marketing, getting the analytics, A-B testing, right. all the stuff that you do
1: and more. I don't want to downplay what you do. I think it's a partnership, you know? It's vice versa. It's do I want to work with them? Or do they want to work with me? And um, control. Right? You, you want to hold it all in, uh, and then not knowing, uh, say, social media, is a scare. Not knowing your, your realm, right? As an owner, you want to know everything, but you really can't.
0: It's a lot easier to push a, a car that's broken with two people than it is to push it by yourself.
1: Do you think it's a monetary thing? They're afraid to spend the money? Absolutely. Well, they think, well, if I spend... It's a cost. It's not an investment.
0: It's, a, it, it's the same reason why they don't hire employees. I'll tell you, there's a lot of jobs that I don't like to do because I suck at it, mm-hmm. but I've got the best team members that do it for me. Yeah. I've got members on my team that can do it better, smarter, faster. They've got the knowledge. They've got the time on post. And if I was to do that, it pulls away from the from running the business, but it'd also be a shitty job.
1: But then, you know, as a business owner, especially a small business owner, people will say, well, Oh, that's 30 more grand in my pocket. That's the way you would look at it. Yep. But that's not the case. I mean, you would have made a 80. Yeah. And you use the number 80. I always say, would you spend 30,000
0: to make 31? That's small of a margin. Most people go, yeah, why not? I'm making more money. There's your output. The hard thing for, I think, for business owners is they don't know how to quantify that return on investment. That if I bring somebody on, what can I do? And now in that case, I always say to them, what's your worth? What's your hourly rate? Take your top-line revenue divided by the number of hours you work. That's your hourly rate. If you can just grow by your hourly rate and pay somebody which is less than that, aren't you already in a delta position? Aren't you already ahead of the game? That's a huge benefit. And I, I have a hard time trying to explain to business owners that you do need a Zach on your team. You do need marketing experts. Now, I'll be honest. At the beginning, it was myself, and I outsourced it. Of course, and at a certain point, I go, well, what? I can bring this talent in-house, but it takes investment. Mm-hmm. It takes an intestinal fortitude to say, yeah, I want to do it. And it takes that courage to say, I'm going after that vision. So true. And that's where I think business owners are missing it. Their vision is, I want to grow. I want to accomplish this. I want to have this many households or, mm-hmm. or families working with me or clients or products sold, whatever their vision is. How do you make an impact if you don't have the right team? I have yet to meet any successful business owner that does it all by themselves. It's impossible.
1: I made those mistakes, and that's part of the journey, right? Yeah. We, we start off thinking we can all do it ourselves, and you, re- you realize quickly that's uh, not the case, and you need the right people and the professionals in there.
0: Okay, Zach, let's wrap it up and kind of say, what are the top three tips you would give business owners today?
1: Find your why. Understand who you are, what you're trying to sell, what your project is, and your purpose behind that. Find the people that will lift you up. Um, Not just in the good times, the dark times, uh, the light bringers. And number three, I think, is believe in yourself. You know, uh, the world will tell you that there's a lot of things wrong with you, your business, and uh, failure is uh, inevitable. Failure is inevitable. There you go.
0: Well, I want to thank you all for joining us today on the Kermali Exchange. Don't forget to hit that notification bell and subscribe And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at Faisal Carmack.